I just didn't know that. Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Turns out the most retweeted Pope tweets in hell are two that Francis tweeted just in the last couple weeks, couple months. So we want to get to those. You know, it's maybe not surprising to some Catholics Conservative Catholics around the world are devastated by the outward wickedness of Pope Francis. And when they look at the Bible and see that so many of the priests were evil in God's people with his national covenant with Israel, so many of the priests went to hell. So many. God killed some of them for their wickedness. And when you look carefully, you see that so many of the kings— of God's nation, God's kingdom, went to hell. So many of the prophets even were evil. I mean, that's a shock, right? So many of the prophets were evil. The patriarchs, wow, a lot of wicked things done. The Bible has the flavor of realism. It's not make-believe, whitewash everything, and make our kings look like they're gods on earth, like the rest of the ancient world did with their monarchs, their emperors. But the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit and it's true history, and therefore it has the flavor of realism. So perhaps Catholics will look at that. I mean, even one of the apostles ended up in hell, right? Judas, one of the 12 chosen by Jesus, and then he was replaced in the book of Acts, after he committed suicide by Matthias. But still, even one of the 12 went to hell. So maybe when Catholics think about all the popes, the many popes who are in hell right now, maybe they think, well, you know, it's tragic, but it's it's not surprising. But apparently these two tweets by Pope Francis are the most retweeted Pope tweets in hell right now, where he basically was supplanting Jesus. Pope Francis tweets his Mary obsession and idolatry. It's one thing to honor Mary as the mother of Jesus. Mary was conceived in her mother's womb just over 2,000 years ago. God has existed from eternity past. So when you become obsessed with calling Mary the mother of God, when you become obsessed with that, it's easy to see how that will turn her into an idol and you'll be guilty of idolatry. And also, they attribute to her omnipresence. During the COVID, Francis says that, you know, Mary was everywhere ministering to those who are suffering, as though, again, she's omnipresent. So I'll share with you those two recent Pope tweets, and you can look on our website for our Pope list at kgov.com slash pope, 
P-O-P-E. That's it. Pope. And you'll see why conservative Catholics despise Francis and why so many believe he's on his way to hell. Obviously, he is. I mean, he has his favorite homos, his favorite abortionists, his favorite pornographers. Invest Vatican funds in Hollywood homoerotic films. I mean, the guy's a pervert. They got more naked men there at the Vatican than you could throw a stick at. It'd have to be a boomerang that goes for like six miles. But today we also want to play some a song, a kid's song, from a cartoon called Blue's Clues. Now, if you have kids or grandkids, you might know about Blue's Clues. And we've come a long way from Sesame Street, I'll tell you that. And even that became a, an immoral mess. But Blue's Clues, obviously we're talking about a cesspool because it's current and it's woke. They're all about social justice. They're all about sexual perversion and talking to kids about sexual perversion. If you notice, the left loves to talk to little kids about sex. They can't control themselves. Talking to little kids about sex is grooming them for molestation. The left, they are child sex advocates. They would cry, crucify him, crucify him. To Jesus, if they were there, if they could, right now, today, they would. So they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. It is not wise to try to come up with ways to mitigate their guilt. Presume that their claims of justification for the different things they advocate are actually lies and that they don't even believe the justifications that they're trying to manipulate you with. And we have our main page on the perversion of homosexuality, homos, lesbians, trannies. It's all different flavors of the same perversion. You can find that at our website, kgov.com slash homos. Or you could spell it out if you're not one for abbreviations, kgov.com slash homosexuals or slash homosexuality. And then also, I had a two-hour conversation this weekend with a member of the Church of Christ, and part of the conversation was about baptism. And it was so interesting, and it so completely illustrates what we have talked to people about on this show for decades, what, three decades now, and how this ritual that takes perhaps five minutes out of an 80-year life has divided Christ followers along so many lines and into often strongly opposed camps, splitting churches, even families and friendships often, helping to divide tens of millions of believers into opposing Baptist, Adventist, Episcopalian, Lutheran, Methodist, Orthodox, Presbyterian denominations, and everything they disagree over, the method of baptism, the qualification, the age, the agent, the formulation, the nature, the reason for being baptized, the effect. Wow, it's really all shocking. And you could find out about that 
Lord willing, we'll get to that discussion on today's show. But you can find out more about that at kgov, kgov.com slash baptism. So why don't we begin with Blue's Clues? This video was put online just a couple weeks ago for Homo Pride Month. And the song being sung, everybody's proudly marching for Gay Pride Month. And who's proudly marching? Well, the families that have two mommies, the families that have two daddies, the families that are trannies, the families that are non-binary, all that. So back 20 years ago, Cheryl and I, we, as we're raising the three youngest of our seven sons, we said, let's reconsider, you know, what television we'd let our kids watch. We said, Sesame Street, there's no way. They're not going to watch Sesame Street. So that's how, if you're a conservative Christian, biblically informed parent, you're generally not going to just let your kids watch what comes out of Hollywood, and especially kids' programming. So we said, okay, no Sesame Street. So our kids grew up without Sesame Street. And then when they're all older, they're like maybe seven, eight, nine. We thought we were there in the living room one day. The kids were out. And I said, you know, maybe we're just uh, too extreme when it comes to things like Sesame Street. Why don't, I noticed on the TV guide, why don't we just uh, turn it on and see what we've been missing, you know? So we turn on Sesame Street, and they're singing a song about who's a family. Who's a family? What's a family? Anybody doing the family thing, that's a family. And the point is, two men, these two men, that, that's a family. These two women, that's a family. So they're grooming kids to be susceptible to the perversion of homosexuality on Sesame Street. So we turn it off, and the whole episode, that whole thing took like 30, 45 seconds from saying, hey, wonder what, what they really do on Sesame Street. To Who's a family? What's a family? Anybody doing a family thing? And two men, that's a family. Two homos. So we turn it off and say, nope, we didn't overreact. Can't trust Sesame Street. But now, fast forward 20 more years, and here is a wildly popular, in fact, what is it up to? A couple million views on YouTube just posted a couple weeks ago. Let's hear this from Blue's Clues. Hey, Blue, look at all these families. Hi, families. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Almost this marching. family has two mommies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big parade. For perverts. Families marching two by two, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching two by two, hurrah, hurrah. This family has two daddies. They love each other so proudly. Uh. And they all go marching in the big Parade, come on, friends! So disgusting. Families marching three by three, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching three by three, hurrah, hurrah. These papas are non-binary. They love each other so proudly, and they all go marching in the big parade. 
four by four, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching four by four, hurrah, hurrah. Trans members of this family all love each other so proudly, and they all go marching in the big parade. So three by three, well, why not, right? Four by four, and where's the dog? So that three by three, that was the non-binary, right? Isn't homosexual marriage, isn't that cultural appropriation anyway? I mean, really? Isn't that just cultural appropriation? Aren't you supposed to be executed today for cultural appropriation? Some Hollywood actress, Jennifer Aniston, she had a tan, and she outraged the forever offended cultural appropriation crowd because she had a tan, because um, only black people could have a tan. Is that weird? I thought only black people could not get a tan. How's it possible? But anyway, homo marriage, of course, would be cultural appropriation if that were a real thing. Homosexuality is not just a sin, but it's also a crime. To legitimize something is to declare it legally valid. And forget about the Pope. Conservative evangelical leaders, put conservative in quotes, they widely legitimize this gross sexual perversion. For 3,500 years, Judeo-Christian legal jurisprudence has recognized homosexuality not just as a sin, but also as a crime. And the Christian who claims that homosexuality should be legal is disagreeing with Jesus, Moses, and Paul, and he's siding with Hillary, Hollywood, the homos, and the humanists. That's what the Christian leaders are doing. It was only in the 1960s that the U.S. began decriminalizing homosexuality. If you go back, even our liberal president, Thomas Jefferson, when he was governor of Virginia, advocated for a law that would castrate homosexuals who were convicted of homosexual behavior. How's that? Even Thomas Jefferson. It was his law for properly equating crime with the punishment. And in Massachusetts, the Massachusetts Body of Liberties, it was the death penalty in Massachusetts for homosexual behavior. And today, our Christian leaders have done, in fact, on our website, kgov.com superfluous, you'll see our unnecessary list of Christian organizations and leaders going gay. And it's all, aside from the sin, it's also largely child abuse. The whole gender identity thing, we did an interview a while ago with an endocrinologist from the American College of Pediatricians. It's the child abuse of the gender identity movement will be remembered by history, I hope by history before the Lord's return, but if not, after. And as you know, if you listen to this show, the New Testament utterly condemns homosexuality. Utterly. 
as we have shared over the years. In fact, on our webpage, kgov.com slash homosexuality, and you can look for the anchor on the Bible verses. So homosexuality, hashtag Bible. And you'll see all the verses from the New Testament condemning homosexuality and, of course, from the Old Testament. So Blue's Clues, I know pretty much nothing about Blue's Clues other than that it's wildly, wildly popular. They could collect millions of views on YouTube like it's nothing, and they are teaching the youngest of kids. They are grooming them for homosexuals, and they are preparing them to be lesbians and to be confused even about whether they're a boy or a girl. In the Bible... Sex and gender are identical. It's the same thing. Throughout history, sex and gender, it's the same thing. Until you talk to someone of perverse mind, and they will sow doubt in the minds of children. It's hard enough to grow up as a kid in the world. Hard enough without adults encouraging kids to be uncertain, confused, and even to doubt whether You're a little boy or a little girl. On Judgment Day, none of this will be forgotten. Either it will be forgiven when that person asks Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sin, or it will not be forgotten and people will pay for the children they have destroyed by their lies. They will pay. There is a Judgment Day coming, and there's a reason for that Judgment Day. So on our website with our Pope list, it's really horrific. I mean, Pope Francis, he went from his 2014 unloving and apathetic statement about homosexuality, who am I to judge? Imagine saying that about pedophiles. Who am I to judge? You'd have to be hateful to utter such words. Hateful. You'd have to be on the side of the pedophile to utter such words. You'd have to be in rebellion against God to utter such words. But he knew it's the Christian cliche. It's the politically correct absurdity that you can't judge. It's Hillary Clinton's favorite Bible verse, don't judge, even though Jesus went on to say, don't judge, you hypocrite, because you're doing the same thing. First, stop committing that sin, and then you can judge your neighbor. And in John 7, 24, Jesus commanded us to judge with righteous judgment. You could go to kgov.com slash judging. So that was 2014. Who am I to judge? Then two years later, in his so-called apostolic exhortation, what a joke that is, urging greater acceptance of homosexuals, Yeah, maybe in like children's ministries. Then to his 2018, God made you like this, right? He said to homosexuals, God made you like this and loves you like this, and the Pope loves you like this. Yeah, you wonder how much the Pope loves them like this. All of that leading up to the revelation that the perverse homoerotic Hollywood 2019 film, Rocket Man, was funded with a million dollars of Vatican money. 
Catholics all around the world giving money, some of them giving money they actually could use for the rent and to feed their kids, but giving the money, and a million dollars of that went to fund this homo-perverse film, to Franklin Graham's 2020 documentary where he warned that Pope Francis is attempting to normalize homosexuality. And then in our list, you'll see a photograph with Emma Bonino and the Pope. She is his favorite abortionist, of all things. She has spent decades promoting child-killing, homosexuality, public nudism, of all things. What a freak of a woman. Pornography, crack cocaine, heroin, whatever, no-fault divorce, trannyism, and the Pope, you know what he calls Emma Bonino? She's smiling ear to ear with Francis. He calls her a forgotten great. She's a forgotten great. She's a child-killing pervert. That's what she is. But to him, she's a hero. So years ago on this show, I debated a Catholic And clearly not all Catholics promote the filth, the wickedness that their Pope promotes. But it was almost 20 years ago when I debated in studio here, a local Roman Catholic came in and we had, if I recall, a two-part interview. Yeah, it was a two-parter. An informal debate, topic by topic. Real civil, and I grew up Catholic, altar boy, eight years, Catholic grammar school. So I think it was a real informed debate with now me being the pastor of a fundamentalist Bible church, Denver Bible Church. It was, I think, eye-opening for a lot of people. And we're so thankful for all those who've encouraged us to continue such programming. And so, so much of it is right there in our archives kgov.com slash Catholics, and at the bottom of that page, you'll see the link to Bob Debates a Catholic. And on that page, we posted the most retweeted Pope tweets in hell. So apparently they have Twitter in hell, apparently. I don't know how Jack Dorsey gets the stats from his users who have passed on. I don't know how he does that. But this apparently is the most retweeted, the two most retweeted Pope tweets in hell. This first one, they're both about Mary supplanting Jesus. Pope Francis is tweeting his Mary obsession and idolatry. This is what he wrote. Mary is not only the bridge Joining us to God. Is that disgusting or what? Wow. The Catholic Church needs to teach its followers to not worship anyone or anything but God. There are millions of Catholics who openly worship Mary. They need to be taught that that is idolatry. There are Catholics who openly worship saints. They'll worship relics even. Every priest, every bishop, for starters, 
needs to teach their flock, their parishes, that it is wrong to worship anyone but God, and that especially includes Mary, because the obsession, the almost fetish-like obsession that all the men in the Vatican have with Mary, when they're not fetishing one another, fetishing Mary, they especially need to teach Catholics that you don't worship Mary. Now, if someone prays to Mary, that's not the same thing as worshiping Mary. But I'm talking about worshiping Mary, which is ubiquitous in the Catholic Church. So Francis writes, Mary is not only the bridge joining us to God, she is more. She is the road that God traveled to reach us and the road that we must travel in order to reach him. So isn't that what it says in the Gospels? No one shall come to the Father but by Mary. Right? Doesn't it say that? Right? Oh, oh, it doesn't say that. You see, the attention they give to Mary is the honor they steal from Jesus Christ. The attention, the obsession, the idolatry that they pour out on Mary is the honor they steal from Jesus Christ. And he will judge them. And in fact, Mary too will judge them. Isn't that something? Mary undoubtedly is horrified in heaven by the Roman Catholic Church. Undoubtedly horrified. She's undoubtedly more horrified by the Roman Catholic Church than she is of Islam. Undoubtedly. And then he wrote this about the COVID. Francis, Mary was, this is another recent tweet, Mary was and is present In these days of the pandemic, near to the people who, unfortunately, have concluded their earthly journey all alone, I despise this Pope even for that, even for that, who concluded their earthly journey all alone because of the control freaks, because of the leftists, the socialists, who've used this virus as a way to put their foot on the necks of the masses, imagine the tens of thousands of people who died alone, grandmas and grandpas, the elderly, in their hospital rooms, in their nursing home rooms, without their grandkids, without their kids coming, without their friends coming in their last days. Imagine that loneliness. My mother, she's in her 80s, she said, Back at the beginning of this, she said, I'd rather die of COVID than of loneliness. Such wisdom and courage. So he says, Mary was and is present in these days of the pandemic. What is she, omnipresent? They're attributing to Mary omnipresence. That's blasphemy. The Pope is blasphemously attributing omnipresence to Mary. Mary was and is present in these days of the pandemic, near to the people who, unfortunately, have concluded their earthly journey all alone, without the comfort of or the closeness of their loved ones. Mary is always there next to us with her maternal tenderness. Oh, she's always next to us. What is she? Omnipresent? The Bible shows us not even the archangels 
could be in more than one place at one time. Not even archangels. No one can be in more than one place at one time other than God. God can be wherever he wants to be simultaneously. But Mary can't. You pray to Mary. She doesn't speak English. I mean, maybe she learned English. But there's a thousand languages in the world. You think she learned them all? And she, you think she hears all prayers simultaneously in a thousand different languages? She'd have to be omniscient to be able to do that. Omniscience, omnipresence, they attribute to Mary attributes of God because they are idolaters. And the Pope is headed to hell. So I don't think we have time to get into... No, we don't. There's the closing music. Time to get into my discussion about baptism with the Church of Christ member this weekend. But perhaps tomorrow we'll do that. In the meantime, kgov.com slash baptism. So interesting. This is Bob Enyart. May God bless you.